So, name's Omri Luckman, uh, serial entrepreneur out of Israel, founder of Humavox, CEO. Uh, we started Humavox with the purpose of actually turning wireless charging into something that was kind of long awaiting, and that is becoming truly seamless versus sort of an accessory that you really have to play with in order to get it to work. Um, when we started this company in 2010, um, and actually started working around uh, around that area probably a couple of years before that. We really saw the inception of IoT back at the time. It wasn't really IoT; it was still like machine to machine. Mm -hmm. But we said we truly believe that the world of mobility is going to change. We think that per capita, more and more people, whether it's on the consumer side or on the professional side, are just going to own more and more mobile devices. Now it's called wearable tech, it's called IoT, and we just don't think it's probable that these devices will be charging on a wire, especially if it's not a proprietary connector. Um, and we were right, IoT did happen, uh, it's happening big. We do actually have a lot of heavy activity around sports, which uh, might be interesting for you. And wireless charging at the time was still in first generation, inductive charging, or basically as it's commonly known today, Qi, which is all these pads and mats uh, that you're basically being asked to place your device on. I got about 20 of them stacked up in my office right now, and about none of them work. Well, and, and you know, we say there, there's always a place in the universe for gadgets. Uh, if you're willing to follow the exercise of precisely placing it and all that good stuff, then yeah, it'll, it'll somewhat work. But that's not what we had in mind for wireless charging. Fast forward a few years into today, uh, we basically launched our full ecosystem, uh, which we follow kind of on around the clock, because that's what we were trying to achieve. We wanted to really blend or almost hide wireless charging in everyday life uh, items that you and I already own and use um, in order for have truly seamless wireless charging, not asking you to do anything new. Um, and our take on it was to say, okay, if people are going to own so many devices, we just think they're going to be using it intuitively. And it doesn't matter if it's you or me at the convenience of our home or this meeting right now or a doctor in a digital hospital or someone working on an oil rig. They're just going to be using their devices intuitively. Um, so what we actually want to do is turn everyday storage items into smart wireless chargers. So if you're walking into your car and your human intuition says, I'll drop this in the cup holder, then that cup holder is a storage item, therefore a charger. Um, if you keep your wireless earbuds in your gym bag, then that gym bag is a charger. A toy box, a, a drawer, a football locker, um, a toolbox. Anything you can possibly imagine that is being used for storage can turn into a smart wireless charger in our technology. And the nice part about it is that all you really have to do is keep doing whatever it is you were doing. So if you're dropping their, your devices into those storage items randomly, even if it's for a few minutes, it'll always charge, no matter how you place the device inside. Therefore, we say drop and charge. I'm all for that. That's uh, what we do, and that's what we're showing here on a fairly large display area. So how do you turn that 
cup holder that let's say I got three of them in my car there, and right. one's got my Turvis uh, cup in it, and the other one's got loose change in it, and the other yep. one I dropped my phone in. How do right. you? How does that become a charger? So really, in a nutshell, unless you really want to dive into the physics of the technology, this is a sort of a unique proprietary application of what you call near-field RF resonance. So in opposed to other approaches in wireless charging, um, we didn't follow the magnetic induction path, which is basically what you see today as cheap. And we didn't want to follow that whole dream of power over the air for numerous reasons. We said there's a unique phenomenon that we came up with that allows us to turn through basically the resonance of RF or basically electrical magnetic fields in the near field space. We can basically turn any of these storage items into sort of a pocket of energy. So it doesn't dissipate to the free space. It doesn't go anywhere. And as soon as you drop a device in there that has our receiver chip in it, it basically couples or handshakes with that pocket and then it gets wireless power transfer using RF in a very highly efficient manner. So efficiency is important for numerous ways, but for you and me, it's important because it means time. And if we get this nice magic of wireless charging, that's great, but we want to make sure it can reliably charge our devices. So that's what you achieve through our technology. So is that sensor chip out in the open, or is it embedded in the article? So it had to be embedded. Um, so, okay, we are basically a fabulous semiconductor company. We're sort of like hoping to be the Intel inside of wireless charging. Okay. So we would work, and actually do work, with the OEMs who makes the object. It can be a car company, it can be a smartphone company, it can be a company that makes one of these trolleys. Um, there's always the option of having an aftermarket approach. Uh, this is what we're launching here. So we can work with these guys in order to put the chip into their device, but we are actually announcing a partnership with the OEM and ODM that makes most of the covers and okay. dongles. Um, they're also the OEM for these guys. So, for the purpose of example, at some point, everyone here are going to start scavenging for outlets. I just did this. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I saw it light up. Yeah. So, intuitive. We're having this meeting. I dropped it here. It's charging reliably. So, the vision that we saw, and I'll take a quick pause with that, is that if everything actually turns into a charger, then we're actually removing that battery anxiety because it's no longer about charging overnight and then maybe charging around 4 p.m. If it's always charging, it's always on. And this is why we came up with on around the clock. The combination of the regulation affairs, consumer psychology, and how stuff works. Um, these signals today cannot reliably charge your device. It can trickle charge. It's not fast. It's not like it's one of my superchargers. I plug in and, you know, in 30 minutes, my iPad's back fully charged again. Right. It's not that, but it's 
better than nothing. As with anything, it always improves. I well, mean. you know, but that that is actually a key question. When you say better than nothing, is it actually charging something? It, is it, it's not even about fast charge versus slow charge. The question is, does it actually charge? That does does it actually push the needle? Because get blinking LEDs of something charging, great. But if at the end of the day it's not reliable, then even you will not use it. And well, that, I'm, I'm more picky than the average customer, probably. Well, and, and, therefore, <laughs> and therefore we make that statement. I mean, we've played around with it. We have intellectual property on power over the air using RF. We decided to stay away because we said... First and foremost, people need to, it has to be seamless, but people has to get their devices charged. Otherwise, it's going to end up exactly like your 20 pads over there, right? And this is why we said, you know, yeah, putting tech fans aside, I'm talking about my father. He, he doesn't really care if the source of the power is coming from this table, from this bag, or from that lamp. However, he does care if his phone is charged or not. That's most people. Right? Yeah. And this is why we said this is the only practical, commercially viable, yet innovative way to make sure that your device charged, really, in high rates, high efficiency, and keeping a bomb cost that actually allows the Apples and Samsungs out there to actually adopt it. And it is complementary to the first generation of wireless charging, which is all these magnetic pads and, and uh, mats, because, in opposed to some other companies, we're not looking to rule these guys out. We think it's the biggest ecosystem out there. Like you said, it's in plenty of Starbucks, it's in McDonald's, it's in airplanes, it's in cars. It's not going anywhere. Uh, we just need to top it up with additional experience and basically thickening up the number of charges out there so we can basically remove that battery anxiety. So most people aren't going to be sitting here for more than 15 minutes having a cup of coffee. So, so are, you, you're, are you looking at kind of being a, like a, for lack of a better word, a top-off while you're sitting, it's charging another 10%, it's, uh, or are you thinking people are going to charge their devices down to 9%? Are they going to well, be sitting somewhere where they're going to... That, that is exactly the point we're making, and that's what we're showing at our booth. Which, by the way, I'm sure you're busy. No, really? <laughs> no, I got nothing going on in the next four days. Happy to do whatever it takes to actually get you to see the okay. full ecosystem. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you wake up, we show how we turn. And when we say turn everything, we actually mean everything. So from your bedside nightstand to your lazy boy recliner to a decorative bowl in the living room, to the bag, to the cup holder in your car, or your glove compartment, or the side of yeah. your door. So, and I can go on and on, but the, the point being is that you won't get to 9% because it's always charging, even if it's for a few minutes. And this is not trickle charging. This is reliable charging. My wife's always at 9%. So how, <laughs> I mean, how is she going to avoid that? So she lives at 9%, I think. <laughs> So you mentioned some other some sports uses. What uh, what, are right. you, what are you kind of thinking when it comes to so our, sports or athletics? So our whole company strategy, like I said when we started this, was to focus on all these areas that we think that wireless charging is going to become a must-have uh, versus a nice-to-have feature. Uh, so IoT was very big and still is on our scope. Uh, one of the things we're demonstrating here at CES is uh, the whole IoT platform that we basically tagged along with, 
uh, by a third party. And we have about four projects going on in sports right now. Um, one of them is with the major MMA league here in the United mm -hmm. States. One is with the major basketball league in Europe, probably in the U.S. team. Because these guys adopted IoT uh, firmly. Not just for athlete performance monitoring, but now also for injury prevention and prediction. Now, fighters or football players or bull riders all of a sudden find themselves with IoT sensors embedded in their clothing or their uh, shields and jackets and everything. And you have about 20, 30, 40 sensors simultaneously generating a lot of data, right? Has to charge. And you can't really expect a player or anyone on the team to actually start checking USB connections. I've had them on me for golf swing stuff and whatever, so yeah, I know. So and it only lasts for you got to hurry up and do it because it lasts for like 10 to 15 minutes and then that's it. So we actually have a full boxing <laughs> arena at our booth okay. uh, where you can actually see how we turned anything from a gym bag into a charger that would charge your boxing gloves or MMA gloves or a golf bag that would charge your golf cart okay. and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Turning everything into a charger, basically.